to be looking at him with a curiosity which verged on suspicion. The man, fighting the strange urge to turn and run, eventually reached the inquiry desk and said, "'To let you understand, sir,' a smile. A wholly unexpected smile cracked open the constable's stern countenance. "'Scots!' said the constable. "'Another Scotsman!' "'Aye,' the man returned the smile. "'Long time down here, right enough. "'But Scots, yes?' "'We get about, so we do.' "'Whereabouts?' the constable asked. "'Barheed,' the man replied. "'Livingston,' the constable replied. "'I don't see myself as staying down here much longer. "'It's not for me. "'It was interesting at first, exciting even. "'But the travelling gets to you. "'Such a long journey in and a long journey home.' "'Aye, doesn't adjust,' the man said. "'But careful, though. I said the self-same thing. "'Not for too long,' said I.' He glanced to his left. And then a note of regret entered his voice as he said, "'To think it was thirty years since I said that. Thirty years, thirty long years, and here I am, still here.' "'Married a London lassie, you see. "'And you know the problem with Londoners.' "'Tell me,' the constable leaned forward. "'The problem with Londoners is "'that they have got this invisible chain "'which connects them to the River Thames, "'just like a Glaswegian has an invisible chain "'that connects him to the Clyde. "'Anyway, I'm from Barheed, not Glasgow. "'So, of the two of us, me and our lassie, "'I was the one to relocate.' She had this chain, you see, kept her fastened to the river. So I came south, and the best I could negotiate was summer holidays and each new year in Scotland. So take a tip, sir. London girls are lovely. But don't take one for your wife. Not if you want to live in Scotland again, Jim. I'll remember that. The constable smiled. So what can we do for you, sir? Well, it's about this. The man glanced about the spacious reception area, and he took the note from the black bin liner and handed it to the constable. I really do not know what to make of it. I really don't. Might not be anything. But it's not really my place to say whether it is or not. I put the note in the clear cellophane, but I found it in this. The man dropped the black bin liner on the desk. The constable read the note, but did not remove it from the cellophane. He read the note again, and then looked at the man. I see what you mean, sir, he murmured. I really do see what you mean. It was in the black bin liner, which was in the wall. In the wall? the constable queried. Yes, uh, yes, sir, it was in the wall cavity. The man explained. The wall has two vertical walls of brick. It was wedged between the two walls that make up the whole wall. I see. The constable reached for the phone, which stood on the inquiry desk to his right-hand side, and in a slow but confident motion, he pressed a four-digit number. Hello, he said, when his call was answered. Murder and serious crime squad? Yes, hello, sir. P.C. McMichael here, inquiry desk. 
Can the duty CID officer attend, please? I have a member of the public here with me. He has produced something which seems to be a matter for the Murder and Serious Crime Unit. Uh, Yes. Yes, yes, very well. Uh, Yes, I will, thank you. P.C. McMichael replaced the handset with the similar calm that he'd picked it up. I'll have to keep hold of these items. The constable picked up the bin liner and the cellophane envelope containing the note. Uh, Yes, sir, the man nodded. I understand. If you'd care to take a seat just over there, sir. P.C. McMichael took the bin liner and the envelope and placed them on a shelf beneath the surface of the inquiry desk. An officer is coming down to take a statement from you, sir. Frank Brunny read the man as he approached him. He saw him to be weather-beaten, muscular, about the shoulders.